Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, December the 28th. Wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's life and God's goodness today. Today we celebrate another feast day. So, you know that yesterday we celebrated the feast of St. John, uh, Apostle and Evangelist. Well, today we uh, celebrate a feast called the Holy Innocents. The Feast of the Holy Innocents. Now that ends with a T and an S, not a C and an E. The Holy Innocents. Those holy young children who were innocent uh, but were martyred today by Herod. And so it is a, it's a hard feast day. Uh, it's a good one for us to remember and a, and a love that the church puts this Obviously, within the nativity setting, because it happens within that time. But what a great contrast uh, between the feast we celebrate today and the one we celebrated three days ago. Um, life and death. Uh, and, uh, and both prevalent and, unfortunately, in this case, both dealing with children. And uh, the juxtaposition is hard and striking. So, you know, without ado, let's just uh, dive right into it and uh, and read the scripture verse on this. So if you're following along, I will read the um, uh, New American version, which is the one out of the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, their website, the one we normally hear. Uh, it's Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 18. So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night, and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem in its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled, since they were no more. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I think the first thing what I'd like to do is just do a little history, a little background. What is, what is really going on here? Why? Um, what, are, what are some of these people, Ramah and Jeremiah and Rachel and, and you know, out of Egypt and, and Herod? And, and I mean, let's, let's kind of uh, paint a larger picture of what's going on. So we know that, and we haven't heard, we haven't celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany yet. So we're kind of jumping ahead uh, of the story uh, but we'll come back to it this weekend when the Magi visit the, uh, the stable, right? 
And of course, that's only in Matthew, not in any of the other Gospels. And the Magi come by following a star, right? Well, what they do, as we're going to remember and, and hear again in uh, the Sunday, this weekend's readings, they enter into Jerusalem. Now, it wasn't just three people on some dromedaries, on some camels there. I mean, I suspect they had a whole caravan with them. And uh, that caught Herod's attention. And so they met with Herod because they weren't Jewish. They were Gentiles. They were of different uh, countries, different cultures, different faiths. But they knew something new was happening, and they read the signs of the times, and they followed it. But when they got to Jerusalem, they're like, we need to talk to the, 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 the Jewish people, some of the leaders of them, and find out what does this mean. So that's when they meet with Herod, find out that it's Bethlehem of Judea is supposed to be the place where this new king is, uh, is born. And so they set off to find him, but not before Herod says, oh, go find out where he is uh, and then come back and report it to me because I'd like to pay him homage, right? So Herod's a fox. Um, Herod is not a great man. Herod is uh, a person with an incredible temper, and everybody knew it. In fact, we'll hear it this weekend when it says this uh, in the reading. But when the, the caravan comes to Jerusalem and they ask Herod, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at his rising and have come to do him homage. It says, when King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. He was greatly troubled. And when Herod's troubled, you don't want to be around. Why? Because people die. That was his, uh, that was his character. That was his history. That was what people knew about him. But the Magi didn't know that. And so they took his advice, his wisdom, his direction, and they left. Let's do a little bit of history on Herod. You might think, well, gosh, you know, Jesus goes down with Joseph and Mary to Egypt, and, and when Herod's dead, they come back. But yet, Jesus stands before Herod uh, in his, you know, passion and death, right? So this, the Herod we're talking about here is Herod the Great, uh, and um, died at about 70 years old around this time. And his son, Herod Antipas, was the one that went up, and uh, Herod, Herod the Great, when he died, divided his kingdom, which was basically all of Israel, into three parts. The north was Herod Antipas, uh, Idumea, uh, and um, that was, I want to say Idumea was another son, and then Philip had, I think, Judea, but I might be wrong on the other son had Judea, and Philip had Idumea. But there were three, and, and we hear about Philip, right? Because Herod and John the Baptist, but I'm getting ahead of myself. It's not the history I want to tell right now. Um, okay, so that's Herod, Herod the Great. Really um, passionate man, can we say that? But you know, here's the interesting part. Yesterday we had the Feast of John, right? And John and his brother James were called, Jesus named them Boergenes. B-O-A-R-G-E-N-E-S, Boergenes. I'm not sure I'm saying that right, but it means sons of thunder, meaning they had uh, tempers and they would go off. That's what it means. They were passionate. 
but their passion, Jesus was able to corral and move towards something good. Not bad to be passionate, brothers and sisters. Not bad to be temperamental and sensitive and all those things. But they tempered that. Jesus, through the Spirit and his guidance, saw that, said we can use that passion and tempered it toward the good. But not Herod. Herod took that temper and tempered it toward violence and, and division and hurt and pain. And we see that today. So when the Magi, and this is finally, thank you, Joe, long history. Uh, when the Magi had departed, back to our story, right? The angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, right? Joseph, the dreamer. Hmm? Yeah. Joseph, the son of Jacob, the one who has dreams and can interpret dreams. This Joseph now also dreams. Here's another. The archangel comes to him again and says, Rise, take the child, his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to look to destroy him. So Joseph rises. They go to Egypt and stay there for however long that is. You know, whether that's a month or whether it's five years, we don't know. Scripture doesn't tell us. Because the next time we see Jesus, he's 12 years old. That's what we know. Um, but they stay there, and then ultimately, after Herod dies, it says, out of Egypt I called my son. It, uh, it refers to the prophet Hosea, who wasn't referring to this at all. He was referring to how Israel uh, came out of Egypt through Moses. Out of Israel, or out of Egypt, I call my son, meaning I call Israel the people. But yet it works for this, because it's both and. It's never just one or the other. It's both and. And and if Matthew doesn't do that enough, Matthew, by the way, is going to do this all through his gospel. Why? He's writing to the Jewish community, right? They would know the scriptures. They want to know he's the new Moses. So out of Egypt I called my son. Makes perfect sense. That's That any Jewish person reading this would be like, oh, I get the hint. I know what that means. I know who this is going to be. Because remember, brothers and sisters, these are not meant as biographies, as you and I understand biographies today. They are meant as statements of faith, helping us understand who this person is. And that points it. That points that direction. And the other uh, quote that Matthew gives here is the one through Jeremiah the prophet. We'll get to that in just a moment. So, um, okay. So we know that um, Joseph interprets the dream, takes Mary, goes down to Egypt. Herod realizes that he'd been deceived because the Magi, remember, and you're going to hear it this weekend, go home by a different route. Oh, there's a homily there too. And when he realized that, he became furious. When he becomes furious, what happens? People die. People die. And so he orders the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity, two years old and under. Why two years and under? Because he had talked to the Magi, ascertained when the star had arisen, and said, okay, this newborn king of the Jews, uh, whom the star is coming to, uh, to signify, well, that came two years ago. So two and under, they're all dying, all these boys. Because Herod was, there's only one throne and Herod wasn't about to give it up. And so, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus 
are, are leaving toward Egypt, and the Roman soldiers all come in and kill all the children, the boys anyway, two years and under. And, and, uh, and Bethlehem was filled with weeping. And, and hence this quote, a voice was heard in Ramah. Again, this is Jeremiah talking about something completely different. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. Ramah's a place. It's where the Israelite, the Jewish people were, were either killed by the Assyrians 700 years earlier or taken off in captivity. It happened at Ramah in the north. And why was there weeping? Because of all the, the killings that the Assyrians did for the Jews. Who's Rachel? Rachel is the wife of Jacob, who is also called Israel. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Rachel was Jacob's wife. And so basically it's saying the children of Israel are being killed. So Rachel weeping for her children, weeping for these Israelite children who are, are now dead. And she, Israel, could not be consoled. It's a lot of history, brothers and sisters, and I hope I didn't bore you. But it gets me to my, my two points. It gets me to my two points. Which are these? My friends, we don't know. We don't know what's going on in the lives of those around us. We don't know what is happening within their homes. We don't know what's happening under their roofs. We don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know the hardships that they have had to endure. Renee and I binged in the last week a show on Netflix called Made. It was very well done, but it was depressing as the Dickens. But the whole point, well, not the whole point, a side point, let me say, of the show is this gal who's a maid goes into these other homes and and some homes just, she sees beauty and, and goodness. And some homes, um, she sees the hurt that the people are enduring. And some homes, she's, it's like a puzzle. She's trying to figure out who were these people and how did this type of person uh, become who they are based on what's happening under these walls. We don't know, brothers and sisters, what people have had to be called out of. Uh, what scars. I mean, and, and yeah, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they were refugees in this. We don't know. I, I don't know what it's like to be a refugee. Do you? Do you know what it's like to leave in fear someplace and, and then to live for however long you don't know? Some, and maybe you do. I, I need to go into that with humility, right? My friends, but it's not just out of Egypt that people are being called. It's out of hurt. It's out of a history that, that people may have been abused. Um, it's out of uh, our mistakes. It's out of our despair. It's out of our depression. It's out of our past. Out of that place I call you. And God does call us out of it. Out of Egypt I call my daughter and my son. Out of that place of slavery. Out of that place of fear. 
out of that place where you had to flee to, to avoid this. It worked at the time. You needed to be there. But my friends, you no longer need to be there. Out of that place now, our God calls you. Do you hear that? And so he calls us as individuals. He calls us as communities. But he also calls those other people too. And my friends, we need to respect whatever it is that we don't know what's going on within their lives and honor them as people, whether we know their story or not. And that, I think, is the work of a lifetime, isn't it? My second point, my friends, is this. Do we fight God? Because if we do so, I think we waste our time and we hurt those around us and we hurt ourselves. We see the effects of that today, right? Herod the Great is insecure with his throne and there will be no other around him. It is only him and all the attention, all the uh, homage, all the, the power needs to be consolidated right there within him. And so when he hears that another may be approaching that and taking that from him, he lashes out and brings pain and misery and heartache to those around him. And it still doesn't work. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what's in store for me. I don't know what's in store for you. But I do know this. I know that it never works for us if we see God inviting us one place to run the other way. Didn't work for Jonah, did it? Jonah tried running. God called him to Nineveh, and he's like, I ain't going that way. He takes a, a ship going the other. And, uh, and ultimately, we know how that worked out. It doesn't work. It didn't work for the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes when they tried to kill Jesus, to, that one person should die and not the country. Uh, and so they put him to death, yet God works through those those uh, agendas and control and, and, and what people are trying to do to make the outcome completely different. I will simply say this, my friends. If you feel or you hear or you understand or, or whatever it is, however you listen to the voice of God within you and within your being, if you feel led one way and it scares the dickens out of you, I can relate with that. But maybe instead of running the other way this time, or fighting it or ignoring it, maybe we say, Lord, I'm afraid of that. And here's why I'm afraid. Can you help me with that? Can you help me calm that fear? Can you help me see a way around it that, that, that makes sense to me? Or do I just have to walk out here and trust? And I'm not sure what the answer would be. But at least rather than denying it or ignoring it or running the other way, we have an honest conversation and work with God and see what can happen then. Because I know when we work against, there's nothing but pain and heartache and the loss of innocence, the loss of life, oftentimes our own. My friends, today is a good feast day, even though it is a hard feast day. And, uh, and in the midst of our culture, when, when we 
see the lives of children continuing um, to be lost? How do we lift them up and lift up all those around us that maybe are yet with us and lost and help them find their way home? For there is innocence in those around us. Let's pray. And so, my friends, we continue through our luminous mysteries in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And Father Lauren Nyes, pray for us. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful day, and may God's peace be with you.